Okay. So, good afternoon, everyone. It's good to see you all. Bless the Lord. Um, so, last week we came to the end of our, our doctrine series, and um, we're kind of entering into our summer season where there's, you know, everybody going here, there, and everywhere, um, coming and going, to and froing, um, running to and fro the earth. <laughs> oh, no, that's what the Bible says about the devil, right? <laughs> <laughs> Praise be to God. The Lord gives us wings as eagles. And so, <laughs> Praise God. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. Amen? And so, sometimes it's really good to laugh. Otherwise, you might cry. God is good. You know, as Pastor Rob opened the service... Um, this morning, I heard him um, commenting on the fact that sometimes we can be a bit kind of formal, a bit too formal, a bit too stush, um, a bit too stocious, as we would say in my part of the world. But um, it's good to just be at peace in the Lord, right? And to rest in the Lord and to just relax in the Lord and in the fellowship of the saints. Amen. Praise God. And... Um, uh, also, as Pastor Rob quoted during the announcements, um, we're, we're generally quite a, an informal people who take the word of the Lord very seriously. Um, and we've been often criticized for taking the word of the Lord too seriously. Um, I'm not sure if that's possible, but that's definitely been a criticism that people have um, put against us. And um, maybe they're feeling like, you know, there's other aspects of the Christian life that also need to have uh, a certain level of prominence or, you know, attention, and which is, which is very, very true. So it's something that, um, you know, we can always learn something from criticism, right? Um, and so, you know, we're, we're very kind of open to the Lord and what he would do. And um, it's just been on my heart. It's been on my heart for quite a while, actually, for, to do something like we're doing today. Um, and I, I think that it will be an encouragement to our souls. Um, a, a couple of verses just to frame our thinking. So this is from Psalm 66. To the choir master, a song, a psalm. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Selah. Pause and calmly think about that for a minute. And we hear that and that sounds so immensely triumphant and it's, it's challenging because it's instructing and declaring to us the way in which we ought to respond to God. Because God is worth it. Regardless of what we're going through, God is worthy of praise. And not just praise, but as the text says in verse 2, glorious praise, even the nature of our praise 
ought to be glorious. Verse 5, come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Selah. Pause and think about that for a moment. And so we see the, the people of God turn and they begin to recall God's good deeds. It's not just saying that God is good and he does good things, but they're now beginning to talk about the good things that he does. The sea was opened, the, the Red Sea. They're recalling their history. Um, the river on dry foot when they walked across the river of Jordan when the Lord backed up the waters. And so they're recording specific incidents as they rejoice in the Lord. Verse 8, bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. Who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. Now, as they're beginning to recall God's works, thankfully, they're actually being honest about their experience. You know, sometimes in church, we can have this kind of inclination that um, anything that we say must be just positive. Positive confession. You know, speak those things that are not as though they were. And so even if you're, you're hurting, you're in pain, no, don't confess such things. But the psalmist did, the nation did, as they recounted this themselves. Recognize in verse 10 that God tests and tries us. Now, we've been in some trying situations, right? You've had some tests in your life. Yep. And that sounds present tense, that amen. <laughs> you brought us into the net, laid a crushing burden on our backs. Let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Through the flames and the flood. Yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. And the reality is the Christian life, um, it, they, they say the Christian life is, is one of trial. It's either you're in a trial, you're entering into a trial, or you're leaving a trial. <laughs> but that's the cycle of our experience. And so what really encourages me is even in the context of all of this, this talk of God's praise and the recognition of God's goodness and his great deeds and his wonderful character, there's an acknowledgement of that reality that our experience of the Lord, as great as he is, isn't void of pain. 
It isn't void of challenge and test. It's not such that it's, it's not trying. But it is. That's the reality. And I want to highlight that, you know what, this is a song. We, we talk about the Psalms, and often the Psalms are quoted as being poetry, which they are. But actually, it was poetry set to music. The Psalms are, were the Hebrew nation's top 150. That was their billboard, billboard right there. They, these were the songs that the nation sung. And so all of these ideas are being expressed creatively. We're not left with the music. So we don't know how it would have sounded. And I think there's a wisdom that God has demonstrated in that because it gives us opportunity to retell the story with our own sound. We're not being confined to any one individual style. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to give opportunity for just some of, some of our family who the Lord's blessed creatively to come and share from their experience. And some may be up, some may be down, some may be struggle, and, you know, some may not. But this is the experience of the Christian life. And I'm trusting that in that, there will be an encouragement for us and an inspiration. Inspiration is, is an intangible thing that's hard to define. But we know it when we feel it. Amen? So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to ask B to come and share a song with us. Father God, we thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you, Lord, for the fact that you have been completely consistent with yourself. You are totally faithful, and Lord, truly, you remain that way. And in our experience, Lord, even that which comes from your hand, Lord, we know that you are good, and you are faithful. And that provides an anchor for our soul. And so, Lord, as we share in all that's being shared today, Lord, we pray that you would use it to encourage, to challenge, to inspire, to inform all of us, Lord, in ways that would see you even more greatly glorified in our hearts and lives. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Be. Morning, everyone. Hi, guys. <laughs> oh, afternoon. Sorry, sorry. Afternoon, guys. Um, yeah, so, guys, my name's B, as Pastor E said. Um, and today I'm going to share a song that I've written. Um, yeah, a little bit of context to me. Um, so I am, by trade, I'm a singer and I'm a songwriter. Um, and this last, over the past year, I think um, I've been working within the music industry and I've been writing a lot of songs and really working in the industry. And it's been a journey. Obviously, it's still a journey. Um, it's had its highs and it's had its lows. Um, and I think... Yeah, I guess if I'm going to share a bit about myself, then um, I share or maybe the struggle of being a Christian within this industry. Um, I've had many talks with Pastor E about it, um, about sustaining my faith um, and sustaining my, like, not letting my standard drop um, for the sake of this industry or to get anywhere. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting to see how God has closed certain doors and opened others. Um, but, yeah, I'm really thankful that um, through it all, he's had his hand over me. Um, 
but yeah, I guess my prayer with every song I write is always that um, there's this the scripture that um, kind of sticks out to mind is to, is to be in this world, but not to be of it. Um, and I take that very seriously when it comes to the songs I write as well. Um, and even though the songs I write, they're to be pitched into this world. My prayer is always that the person who would listen to it would always would understand that it's not of this world, not even understanding why, but just knowing that it's not of this world. Um, so yeah, the song I'm going to sing is called Cycle of Love. And Kian's going to help me on B-themes. Thanks, Kian. Thanks, Kian. <laughs> She's always got my back. <laughs> there is a part in the song that I'm going to ask you guys to sing along as well, but it's not to the end, so you've got time to prepare yourselves. <laughs> Look at the face you left me with, got Pandora Look at the stage you left me to my surprise. My loyalty meant something, gave away my heart for nothing. Just another trophy for just a prize. You told me dreams like I'm the only card that you were holding. Picked up one and folded And knowing me Say the word I'm running Back to where you know I'll be Back to the reality of you and me So I'm the star we left here with a broken heart Whilst you just keep on running I'll go back, back to, to the start Thinking about why did I never come first place Why must I now run love's race again Oh, again In this cycle of love It didn't take you long to move on with your life It's the hardest part You really made it seem like I was the only girl That could have had your heart if it helps, I was loyal. loyal. For what is worth, you are my own. My own. For count every penny for every thought, I, I might just send up a millionaire. So me, dreams like I'm the only card that you are holding. Picked up one and folded. And knowing me, say the word I'm running. Back to where you know I'll be. Back to the reality of you and me. So I must have been left here with a broken heart. Whilst you just keep on running, I'll go back to the start. Thinking about why did I never come first place? Why must I now run love's race again? Oh, again. For every heartbreak, you know that he's waiting. One man's last option is another's perfection. Stop all that crying. Girl, you keep fighting. Take a look at yourself. And for the last time, you tell her you don't deserve it. We left you with a broken heart. Whilst you just keep on running, we go back to the start. Oh, I'm thinking about what did I know? 
I guess you guys are going to swap over, right? All right. So Kian's going to share something. Two, one. Hello. I feel like I have to give some context now as well. <laughs> Beatrice. <laughs> um, this is a, a short song. Um, it's called Lost. And I guess in terms of experience and what was said about around the Psalms, this is more when you feel lost, a bit lost in life, um, when you feel maybe a little bit hopeless or you have a down season or a difficult time, um, it's just kind of encapsulates that, that feeling. Um, so yeah, that's, this is lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
very own psalms up in here today. Praise be to God. And um, I'm sure that you can kind of relate to just the sentiments um, at some point in some way or another. And um, also, um, we're a very diverse bunch. And so these sentiments come in very different ways. So I'm going to ask Jen if she'd come and share with us. So I was actually going to read something else, but after um, Pastor E shared that psalm um, at the beginning, I thought this was probably a bit more honest as to where I am right now. Um, So it's kind of like a bit of spoken word, but a series of thoughts. And it starts with the question, how do you stay a Christian when your life is falling apart? Number one. Have you repented? Repented for what? I am offended, but at least she asked. Others do not pose the question, they instruct me. They tell me that I need to fast and pray for days on end and that I need to bend my knees until they bleed and plead for restoration. But what is grace when guilt is assumed? Number two, good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people, but when the worst occurs, you probably deserve it. I'm starting to believe that I'm a bad person. I must have missed a salvation, but I don't think I can be a Christian anymore, I tell my pastor, because how can I say that God is good and mean it? I will not lie to myself. I have no energy to pretend for others, and if this does not make sense, let me just cut my losses now. Number three, God came to make you happy. That is why we have his promises highlighted in neon. It stains the tips of our fingers and bleeds through the pages, thin like cigarette paper. Neon lights like the lights of Las Vegas, selling hopes, dreams, and assurances. A sure bet. I signed a contract with God. I cut and pasted those sentences. I paraphrased approximations and looked for signs and misread them. I did what I was meant to do, and now I'm waiting. Waiting for the right answer. The answer that I've worked so hard to deserve. Number four, all of our heroes are martyrs, hung, drawn, and quartered for the cause, whipped and ran through with swords, crucified, skinned alive, and beheaded, and yet we feel so entitled. Were you hoping to be saved from hell? Shakespeare said, hell is empty and all the devils are here. Were you hoping for this to make sense? The Bible says he has set eternity in their heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Were you hoping to make friends? Didn't you know we're all desperate, awful, terrible people? Number five. So I see someone who was talking about me, broadcasting misfortune to the world under the pretense of whatever it was, it doesn't matter. My first instinct is to smack her. But when I realize it is her, I'm out of range. Divine provision. God must listen to her prayers. She should be grateful. If people say, I love God, but hate their brothers or sisters, then they are liars. For those who do not love their brothers and sisters, whom they have seen, cannot love God, whom they have never seen. So I guess I'm a liar. Number six. 
The longest I've not been to church is 10 weeks, but this year feels like a good year for breaking records. There are practical excuses like the car accident and babies and distance. <laughs> you know how it is. And then there are the things you can't explain. Like how some days you can't get out of bed because your body physically aches with the weight of your heart. Or how your mind is so scattered that your thoughts shift in and out of focus and you can't tell your left from your right. Sometimes you're tired of trying, so you just decide to let the days wash over your body like a tide. And when you open your eyes, time has dragged you into Tuesday. Number seven, God doesn't owe you anything. Not the anonymous $1,000 check that the televangelist told you came in the mail that time. Not the better job or the bigger house or the perfectly pleasant life that the preacher whispered over you when you were at the altar call crying until you began to gag. God doesn't owe you any of that. But if you thought he did, that's because you made him in your image. The image of, number one, the barter and negotiator exchanging conspicuous devotion for conspicuous consumption. Number two, the benevolent God, fairy godmother washing your life in soft hues and flattering Instagram filters. Hashtag so blessed. Or number three, the salesman exchanging access for sterling piles of freshly pressed currency. That's not how life works. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. It feels like everyone around you is dying. Number eight, I have stopped crying and there are prayers that I know I should pray, but I don't. Is this stillness a form of peace or the empty sensation of numbness? My heart has stopped breaking, but I fear that it is not the zen of acceptance that is ministering to me, but a cold hardness setting in. I will deal with whatever comes, but is this faith or resignation? Either way, God will do what he wants when he wants. Number nine, I have told you these things so that in me you will have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. Courage is essential, but joy? Boy. Number 10, what is faith? What is delusion? What is hope? Why am I still here? How do you stay a Christian when your life is falling apart? I don't know, but by God's grace, somehow I'm still here. Yes. That's the reality of the Psalms right there. Real life, real talk, real experience with a real God. And isn't God wonderful that he allows us to express these things um, with an open heart and he, he's big enough to take it um, and he walks with us through it. Amen. Um, I'm going to invite Ali to come and share. Afternoon church. Uh, my name is Ali. Um, some of you may know me, some of you may not. Um, I'm a rapper uh, as well as a missionary. Um, I love to do like grime music and stuff like that because um, I'm a big grime fan and I'm from East London. Um, <laughs> this track that I'm doing is Hidden Pain. It's a track that I'm bringing out in September um, and I've been suffering with sickle cell since the age of as long as I can remember. Does anyone know what sickle cell is? Okay. Um, has anyone got or got family members or anyone they know that has sickle cell? 
Great. So sickle cell anemia is uh, a blood condition where um, you know usual red blood cells are round shape. Uh, people who have sickle cell, full sickle cell, so you have the trait, and then you have full-blown sickle cell disease, which is why I have SS. Uh, our blood cells, uh, red blood cells, are like kind of this shape, sickle shape. And what happens in conditions like cold, overexhaustion, um, and st yeah, stress, um, all of that kind of thing can um, kind of put you into a place of what you have, what we call a crisis. Um, and it's where basically the blood cells that are sickle shaped can't go through the blood vessels well and they get clogged up and it causes excruciating pain in your legs, arms, wherever, your joints, wherever it is. So um, growing up in an African household, it was always a keep it quiet kind of thing. Um, don't really tell anyone. There's this kind of shame that African, uh, mostly Africans have. Um, and it's kind of an embarrassment. Hide it, don't tell anyone kind of thing. On top of that, um, being involved in, and you know, I used to go to like a hardcore African church, and it seems like a lot of them just kind of struggle to deal with things like this. Um, you know, you shouldn't confess that you have, that you're going through things, or you know, don't speak it out, as Pastor E was saying, or if you're in a position where you're, I'm continuing, I'm a, I'm a believer, I've given my life to the Lord, I know Jesus has saved me, but I'm still having crisis, still going to hospital, at the age of 25, I had my left hip replaced, and it's, it's, it's kind of being dismissed with, oh, you don't have enough faith, because you're not being healed. Um, so I made this track, it's going on my debut album coming out, I don't know when, but this song's coming out in September, because it's Sickle Cell Awareness Month, and it's called Hidden Pain, and yeah, I hope you enjoy the lyrics are coming up on the screen. So if I'm going too fast, you can read. Can we turn it up, please? Yeah. Let me clear this now Fam, this ain't a minor pain It's the kind of pain that you don't hear about So hear me out From as young as five getting rushed to the hospital I still remember clearly, wow I can still hear the screams Still hear the shouts Blue lights and ambulance noises Wheelchair and oxygen mask I got to be daft if I plan to avoid it Can't handle the voices Telling me calm down but don't know the pain Looks everywhere, you don't know the shame Sickle cell anemia, if you don't know, you will know today. Sharp pain in my arms and legs, feet, palms and chest, cars and head. Breathing levels decreasing, feeling like my past at an end. Still air in my lungs, I must breathe. Feels like no one's here, it's just me. I'm in a room full of people, yet no one feels pain but me. This feeling's insane, trust me. Wish you could feel my pain, it cuts deep. No white lie, stop turning a blind eye and try find the time you must see. Our people been suffering so long and our own pairs won't talk about it. This pain's been hidden for too long, now it's time that I talk about it. Real. Smile to mask the pain No longer will I hold this 
kept the silence, now I got to talk Fan man could have lost it all Doctors trying to convince me it's not your fault Spent days and nights in the hospital Half-term birthdays in the hospital Christmas, New Year's in the hospital Parents and peers in the hospital Man, I shed some tears in the hospital Can't take more blood from a thinner vein Time to be real again You see my joy but try to see my inner pain I was 25 on a Zimmer frame Hip replacement, skip the faking, sick of waiting How long till I live again? I just wanna be free don't want to go through this again So I just stare at the picture frame And try to see the big picture No more pain in the sky when we link up One way you can help, give blood Try to understand this kind of pain I'm tired of trying to hide the shame Most times I'm trained But I disguise the pain with a smiley face Awaiting the whole sequel Shout out my fighters, we're co-equal and it brings pain to my heart when I gotta bring awareness to my own people Our people been suffering so much and our own peers weren't taught about it This pain's been hidden for too long, now it's time that I talk about it Real And yet, we recognize that the pain that we walk in, it, it varies for us all, right? And we've heard different kind of challenge and different kind of pain already shared. And it is a shame that Christianity is so often portrayed as this experience where you give your life to Christ and you'll never have a problem again. It's a shame because it's not true. And it's not even the way that God intended for it to be understood or experienced. There's this proverb. And um, it's really challenging, especially if we you know, like Jen said, are inclined to try and shape God in our own image and try and um, define the terms of our experience of the Lord. The crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold and the Lord tests hearts. And it, it resonates with that Verse 10 in the Psalms that we looked at before, just that sense of actually we're going to go through pain. For you, O oh God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. Lord, so often we... Um, we want to run from the pain. 
we want to jump out of that, that furnace of affliction, the crucible that you've put us in, Lord. But that's the place where you want us to be. Because even in our suffering, you have purposed to perfect your glory. Not, not just despite our suffering, but through our suffering. And for some of us, that suffering is, is physical. And for some, it's emotional. And for some, it's relational. And for some, it's all of them. And yet, Lord, we know that you are the master craftsman. And when your hand is on us, no matter what fire or what flood we go through, we can trust that you are in total and absolute control. And Lord, we look, we look forward to our glorification, our completed, uh, our salvation finalized when there will be no more pain. And yet, in the meantime, Lord, we ask that you give us an understanding. Help us to understand and appreciate the purpose of this pain that we experience now. That there is a purpose to it. We say cliched, everything's for a reason and so often we say it and don't even mean it because we don't really appreciate and understand the deeper reason, the deeper purpose that is at work in and through our pain. So help us, Lord, as we find ourselves in the crucible of refinement, being purged, being cleansed, being made new, being conformed to the image of Christ. And we ask this in your name, Lord. Amen. The verse there speaks about the fact that we are tested like silver. And um, the place where silver was tested was, was known as the crucible of refinement. And um, I never knew these terms until I became a Christian. And then I heard somebody talking about it and heard people talking about it in ways that helped began make sense of my pain and my issues that I was going through and working through. And so the, the crucible of refinement is it's a it's a heat proof um, like jar, if you like, um, that silver is put in, and it's um, then put in fire, and and there's a kind of a, a a whole kind of series of steps to the process, and it's really interesting because the process is something that I'm sure we relate to in our lives as Christians. And so first there is a brokenness. The silver is broken into pieces um, in order to be put into the furnace. Um, the goal is purification. The goal is to, to see this silver refined so it's more pure than when it went in. But first there's that brokenness and there's that brokenness that we experience, that, that brokenness when 
you know, we have lose a child to miscarriage or we lose a job because somebody snaked us or we have a, a family member who refuses to come to our wedding or and we begin to experience these situations and in that there's a sense of brokenness and we're constantly reminded of the brokenness of life because sin entered into the world and death through sin and as a result of that we know the story corruption has come and this is the source of brokenness in life Silver wouldn't need to be purified if it wasn't impured, impure. And like us, we wouldn't need to go through brokenness as even the first step of the purification process if we didn't need to be refined. And so it's, it's, it's learning to embrace our brokenness and to recognize that even in our brokenness, when we hate the situation that we're in or even just hating ourselves because we've put ourselves in a situation or we are the situation. You know them ones, those times when you just look at yourself and you're just like, <laughs> I need, it's not even the situation needs to change. I need to change. That's the reality of the brokenness. And then having been broken, it's put into the crucible. And as I mentioned, it's, it's a heat-proof um, container. And the, the refiner um, holds that container in the furnace. And he holds it in the furnace as long as he sees fit. And, you know, oftentimes we want to jump out of the crucible and jump out of the furnace. You know, if you don't like the heat, get out of the kitchen. There ain't no getting out of the kitchen of God. When he's baking, that's it. And so we, we're in that crucible and yet, as much as we're feeling the heat, the crucible isn't. Because it's heat proof. And so it will hold us securely. And, you know, in many ways, it's a metaphor for the hand of God. Because God holds us when we're in the furnace. And sometimes we can feel like this furnace is going to destroy us. Whatever's holding us, the end of, of, of Jen's, um, I don't word <laughs> you know I don't know how I'm still here but by the grace of God I am and we can kind of wonder is this grace going to hold out or, or am I just going to just get destroyed by this fire sometimes the, um, the actual silver is also pressed into the crucible and so there's that the pressure that, that accompanies being placed in the crucible and then put into the furnace. And then there's the dross. And this is the, the dregs. Um, this is the, the scum, the, the, the impurity that rises to the surface whilst that silver is in the furnace. And so the, the furnace is heated um, to a certain level to extract certain types of impurities. And then once those impurities have been brought to the surface and then the refiner cleans them off, he heats the furnace again to another level 
So you think it's over. Lord, you've, you've, you've done a work in me. Praise be to God, it's over. I can move on with my life. And then the furnace gets hotter. Because there's a deeper kind of impurity in us that the Lord wants to bring to the surface. And he wants to draw out and rid us of. And then that process is, is repeated. And in the process, as the, the refiner is, is, is managing this process, orchestrating this process, he's looking, he's looking all the while at the silver. And it's never in there too long, just as much as it's never in there too short. It's in there for just the right amount of time with the temperature being just right. And so God is extracting the dross, the impurities at different levels to the point where the silver becomes increasingly pure after a number of visits to the furnace. And the purities become less, the impurities become less and less. And that process of purification is reaching fulfillment. And, you know, we understand in the Christian life, we're going through this process of sanctification. And as we're going through this process, we have good seasons and bad seasons. We have up days and down days. And sometimes we'll go through a situation where we thought that actually something's really been dealt with. But the Lord's brought us back to that place to show us that actually there's still work to be done. There's still impurity there present. Now, how does the refiner know when purification has been achieved? This baffled me when I heard it. But it was um, also inspiring at the same time. So fundamentally, the refiner is looking to see his reflection in the silver. And initially, in the first rounds, it's kind of like there's maybe a dull reflection, if any. But the more and more pure the silver becomes, the more clear the reflection of himself is. Penny just dropped Linda, yeah. <laughs> Amen. And so, you know, if we if we wonder when does this like when do we begin to get some kind of relief? Well, the more of Christ that God sees in us, the more of himself, the more we know that we are um truly progressing in this process of purification. And so, you know, we, we look at the psalmist and he says, like silver, we've been tried. And this is the, the reality of our Christian walk. And there will come a point when repeated testing will end. And even though we've been tried as silver, there is a point at which actually the silver is not consumed, but it is complete. And, and that is, that is our, our point of glorification. 
So this life is going to be a series of tests and a series of furnaces. There are all kind of different impurities in us. It's not even just one category of impurity. There's a whole encyclopedia of impurities in us. And, it, and the Lord has to work at them in different ways at different times. And you go through your single experience and you experience one kind of level of work of God. And then you go through your married experience and then you experience another kind of work of God. And yet it's still the master in control of the process. And so it's for us to recognize the purpose in that process and look with great joy towards the completion when we will be like Christ. We will be like Christ. When we see him, we shall be as he is. We shall be as he is. And that, that change and that transformation will be completed. Amen. Um, I wonder if we could have one more song before I ask the team to come and um, lead us in the corporate song to finish. And it's a song that um, Pastor Rob and I wrote a lot of years ago. And as we were going through the series, it's funny, I, I messaged Robin. I said, bro, what you, you reckon about dusting off this song and, and trying to bring it back? And, um, huh? Is it vinyl? <laughs> what came before vinyl? <laughs> Talking drum. That's what this one is, you know? And, and, and he, he had actually been listening to it um, at the same time. So, yeah. We're trusting that the Lord will use it. So, Fred, as we saying, you're going to join me. <laughs> now, um, we've also got the lyrics up, but it's for our benefit. <laughs> just to be, just to be, we're being truthful this morning, right? So let's just keep it 100. <laughs> Say that again. Um, it should. It, well, Lord willing, <laughs> Lord willing, it will run. But you might have another plan, more, more purifying. Um, um, yeah, let's get some volume on this one as well, brothers. Two. We shall be changed in the twinkle of an eye, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And we'll be a new people, complete. Amen? Uh, let's go old school for a minute. Yeah. We all try and look great. We gain weight, we lose weight. Spiritually, we face the same fate as we wait for a new state at the gate. Hebrews 12.1 When the race is done, the race is won. We'll shake last weights and begin the fun. Those who overcome will be overcome with emotion. Of all that the Lord has done. 
But first comes the change yeah. The first thing to change will be more than our name The Lord's got to ready a place A place not defined by time and space It's a new shape Nah, not maintained in a gym But exercised as we worship Him And begins with a grin as He welcomes our sin And rewards us unworthy for living for Him Jeez, brothers We're gonna be changed We're gonna be changed We're gonna be changed we're gonna be changed, we're gonna be changed, we're gonna be changed, we're gonna be changed. Lord Jesus, yeah, I'm keeping my eyes on you Cause you're the only one who could ever pull me through Your spirit's homing in, <laughs> look at the hole I'm in Lord, deliver my soul from sin You got me on the run, exposed and undone It seems like you're spoiling my fun But I'll be grateful and abandon my care You made me an heir, Lord, that's not a random affair <laughs> I know you're coming is near Those who tremble and fear, Lord, you won't believe in them here Uh-uh, no the lesson is clear, it will lessen the fear when I see your presence appear. Come on. Forgiveness came, cause the lamb was slain and every single man's the same. We need the man to reign, yo, his name is Christ. His veins were sliced, evidently paying the price. Come on. We're gonna be changed, we're gonna be changed. You can sing along, it's real easy. We're gonna be changed, we're gonna be changed, we're gonna be changed, we're gonna be changed. We're gonna be changed when the church is glorified. He looks in our eyes, takes the hand of his bride, and leads us as he takes us aside. The mystery once hidden inside, birthed in the blood once shed from his side. A caterpillar metamorphed to a cute butterfly, changed in the blink of an eye. I'm so glad tonight that he accepted my life when I was joined to the body of Christ. Now my smell is Christ and my name is Christ. I'm built up into the frame of Christ. He foreknew and predestined the lords to be conformed unto the image of Christ. Those predestined are those he called and justified. That's why the bridegroom died. And having been justified, the only thing that is left is to be glorified. We're gonna be changed. 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 We're gonna be changed, we're gonna be changed When the church is glorified We're gonna be changed, yeah We're like gonna you be changed, like you really believe we're gonna it. be changed We're gonna be changed, we're gonna be changed We're gonna be changed, yeah We're gonna be changed When the church is glorified And so, let's be encouraged. Let's be encouraged. As we hit this summer season, whatever the summer has for you, be encouraged. There is a great expectation ahead. We're going to be changed. God is faithful to finish the work that he started in you unto the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. Join us next time for more of God's truth to transform your reality.